Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Kicking Cancer Podcast. My name is Brooke Brown. I'm Marcus. And we are so excited that you've joined us. You know, we want to walk with you through the season in our life where we walked through cancer. And, you know, that season really shaped us. It shaped our walk with the Lord. It shaped our family. And we want to just encourage you and equip you as you walk through different seasons in your life. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Thanks. We're going to have fun together. We Let's are. Go. We're going to talk about your journey through cancer, which enveloped our marriage and our kids and our yeah. extended family. Yeah. And we just want to help people that are going going through this. Yeah, so. we've always had a philosophy that, you know, whatever comes our way, whatever life brings, we're going to do. We're going to walk through it for the glory of God. And so why not this? And turn it into turn it into ministry. Yeah. So if you are out there and you know somebody who is going through cancer right now, this this is for you. And it might not just be cancer, it might just be anything big that you're going through in life. All of these principles will will apply to it, you know. Absolutely. And this is something that you're gonna want to share with people that you love that's that's going through this, you know. So we're gonna take our best stab at it. We're gonna be as raw as we transparent need to be. But yeah. so some of the things we're gonna talk about, like today we'll talk about how do you walk through a dark day, just getting really bad news that blindsides you. Uh then coming up is like how do you tell the people you love that you've been diagnosed with cancer or a disease? How do you tell your kids when they're young? We had to go through this. You remember yeah, those days? My kids are really young. Our youngest was five. Um, Austin was seven, and so that would have made a- Ashlyn 11. Yep. And so, yeah, we had to figure all those things out. We had never had to do anything like that before, and we were thrown into it unexpectedly, and God was with us. Yeah. He helped us. We'll talk to you about all the th- things that we did right and things we wish we could do again, but God graced us during that time. Uh, we're going to talk about maintaining your joy, fighting the battle. You know, how do you fight? What clothes do you need to put on to, yeah. to fight with? Um, all the way through facing the fear of death and all of those thoughts that you have to deal with when you're going through this, the importance of crazy, awesome relationships. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the scripture talks about um, a friend is... Is a good thing to have. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a sister is born. I, don't, I remember the second part. A friend is born for adversity. Is uh, that a it? friend loved at all times. That's it. Yes. A friend loves at all times. And a brother and is a brother born for is adversity. Born. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. There, yes. There we have it. That yeah. we're gonna have fun with, with all of that. Then we're gonna go through some practical things. Like if you are going through chemo and radiation, what are the things that you're gonna want to have in your possession while Absolutely. you're going through that? Absolutely. There's some things that can help really, really help make a difference. So, let's. Why don't we just get started with tell the story? Like, how did how did this come about uh, when you were diagnosed with cancer? And let's just kind of start there, and we'll talk about those early days. If you want to go back into, sure. Um, we had just finished um, all of our Christmas services, 2014. Mm-hmm. We had tra- traveled down to uh, the Gulf Coast of Texas, where I was born and raised, to see family for Christmas, and we're there for New Year's. And um, we were laying, just talking in, in the guest room, and I felt some soreness. And I had been doing a workout class before, but <laughs> through the holidays, I wasn't very faithful. So I knew it wasn't from exercise. 
and um, just began to search and actually found a lump at my mom and dad's house in January of 2015 and uh, told Marcus, you know, when we get back, I'm going to make an appointment and get this scene about. So in February, I had an appointment and went in and had a mammogram done and they immediately called me back. They wanted to do an ultrasound, which was followed by a biopsy. I wasn't really concerned. I had no history in my family of breast cancer. And, and you're just so healthy. You I really, you know, I really did try to watch what I ate. I, I knew the ingredients that you looked at um, to kind of stay away from. All the bad things from shampoo, <laughs> like I try, yeah, parabens I was, or whatever it all that is. It was what we ate. It was what we put in our body. I was really, I tried to be careful, you know. And um, and I'm the total opposite of all of this. <laughs> Yeah, which is the irony behind it all, right? So I'm here, I'm the one with the lump. And so, um, yeah, so I had this biopsy. I really wasn't real concerned because I actually went and did a workout class the same day um, that I had that biopsy. But it wasn't but a couple of days later that our doctor called um, and asked if she could stop by our house, which we thought was a little odd that a doctor would make a house call in 2015. That was the uh, that was the time I knew. Okay, this is serious. Like if they're wanting us to give news and uh, they don't want us to come to the hospital, and it's because we're pastors in the community, and just so many people know us and and work at the the hospital that you were going to. How did you feel when she called and said, "I'm coming by the house"? Did you was that a red flag? It was an immediate red flag. I'm um, very very concerned and just. I just knew what she was going to say before she said it. And um, I was 37 years old. And like I said earlier, we had no history in my family. And so it just blindsided us. We were doing life. Uh, we had some plans for the year. We're going to do some traveling and ministry was um, going well. We were making an impact where God had planted us. And here we were faced with a possible diagnosis. So she did come to the house. Yep. And I, I remember sitting down on the couch. I was still expecting, well, it's uh, for good news. I mean, I was just like, okay, there can be nothing. There's nothing wrong here, surely, you know? Yeah. No, then, I, I had the totally opposite reaction. I I kind of felt like it was going to be what she said it was. So um, she did tell tell us we I had breast cancer and um, that I should be seen as quickly as possible by an oncologist, which I didn't even know that word, I don't think, before. Mm. Um, and so, and we did that. But you know what? Um, it was such a hard moment when you're diagnosed. It's such an overwhelming emotion, all the questions of what could I have done differently? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> I even wrestled with, you know, we've given our lives to the ministry. Have I done something, <laughs> you know, to create this moment? But um, in in that same hour, I had a friend come up over to the house. Jessica came. And um, it's so important who you're in relationship with because she didn't, I don't remember what she said to me, but I'll never forget her coming in and just wrapping her arms around me and being there. And um, that was a very, very important part of just finding out. Yeah, you know, uh, until you walk through something, you don't know how you're going to handle it. And yeah. I think kind of in the church settings that Brooke and I both grew up in, we had only heard of like these hero faith stories like, oh, I got this diagnosis or this happened to me. And I responded and it was like the best possible response yeah and I wilted into the floor if yeah. you remember I just I um, felt like I couldn't get out of the couch you went outside was, yeah and I 
I kicked my phone into the neighbor's yard, yeah. and then I had to go get my phone to call somebody. <laughs> it was just, but really, it was yeah. just so, you know. So I would say this: if you're out there and you're like, I've gotten bad news, and I didn't respond like I was full of faith or whatever, welcome to the human race. Absolutely. You know, here we are, pastoring a church, and. And I think that was the hardest night of our lives. Would, would yeah, you agree? my faith was shaken. I mean, you have this idea that you're healthy and you're young, and um, and then you're just blindsided with this news, and and it, it is. It's a hard. It's a hard moment, and it's okay that it's hard, and yeah. it's okay that it's overwhelming because it's so unexpected, and God um, is not surprised by our humanity and the way that we just. When we take in news, sometimes we're just overwhelmed by that. He's not surprised and he's not disappointed by that. And I am so grateful for his grace. Yeah, I think, like, when I look back on it, at first I was just ashamed at how I reacted. And, like, <laughs> and I know you were you were looking at, because you're first you're just saying, why? Why did this happen to happen to me? And right. you had those. And I was like, we don't deserve this. We've done so many good things, and I was just so immediately angry. I'm yeah. like, I moved to the ghetto. Yeah, we've done a <laughs> we lot of things for God in our we lives. We cashed out. I, like, how could this? I really, I did. I had all those emotions. How could this happen? Yeah. We sold our vehicles, and we've moved all over. We sacrificed for the kingdom. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just, and, it, and I mean, it was just hours of thinking like this. I was just like, well. God, if you can't figure out who deserves cancer and who doesn't, I mean, I can be in charge of the cancer if you want me to. I mean, I mean, really, you're just going through such raw yeah. emotions yeah. all night. But I think, honestly, if you're listening, I want you to get this. I think God can work with that better than hiding your emotions from God. Like if you bottle all of that up and you just go, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you're not open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And so that first night was just raw and it was just we're all sitting there going, What is the what does the future hold? Right. Yeah. What are we There's gonna do? There's a lot of unknowns. And then um your whole schedule changes. It's just like now We're in a fight. We're in a fight. And and now like the whole way you're doing life begins to change of when's our first visit mm -hmm. when are we going to get a second opinion yeah so things that were not even on the forefront of our mind at all all of a sudden it just is yeah it, we it had, starts to take over we had just put our youngest in kindergarten and so we didn't anticipate our year looking like it was, was panning crazy. out too but I, and I think disease, and I remember you saying this, like di you called it like an invader or an unwelcome guest or, mm -hmm. you know, it's like uh, I've been violated. Something has entered my body. Taking up residence. Yeah, that's what yeah. you would say. Yeah. I remember that. An unwelcome guest. It felt like a burglar into our life, like you broke in. And yeah. why? And you're not welcome here. And yeah. yeah. And so that started. And honestly, so let's put a pause here because this started a multi-year um, season of people in our family being diagnosed with cancer. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, um, not long after. Well, your mom was already yeah. struggling. My with mother had just been diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Right. And then I was diagnosed. And after I was diagnosed, your sister. Yeah, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. Then uh, my sister-in-law was diagnosed, yep. and my mom was diagnosed, both with breast cancer. Is that five? Yeah. 
And so we just, whew, we entered the battle. Yeah. So let me tell you what to do right here in this in this first episode. Like what what we learned that we had to do, and I think of all the things we didn't do right, we did a few things right. Some of it is out of Psalm 23, which I want to just read over you. And I would just encourage you, like, if you're in the beginning stages, wherever you're at with whatever you're going through, the thing that brings you peace is being around the Word of God. And uh, the Bible says uh, he keeps uh, the imperfect peace whose mind is stayed fixed on him. And um, we started putting worship music 24-7 in one room. We had the Bible play in 24-7 in another room. It was was like the only way we could just go, I can relax enough to even rest or sleep. And um, The nights were the hardest. I remember uh, fear just invaded my heart and my mind in the evenings. And so, yeah, we'd find a a sermon online of someone speaking about Mm -hmm. God is our healer, and that was the only way I could rest, was being in his word. Psalm 23 is read at funerals. It's like one of the most, you know— popular passages everybody knows psalm 23 it's like you you uh you do a funeral then you go to the re- graveside and right before you say goodbye you read psalm 23 but psalm 23 was not meant for a funeral it was meant for people going through dark days that's what it was meant it was meant for people who need to fight and live and move forward and be able to relax and trust in in jesus as our shepherd god as pa- our pastor over our souls and so this is David. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Okay, so the first three verses, if you got your Bible open, you can move there quickly. He is talking about God. Watch this. He goes, this is what God does. He makes me to lie down. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I want you to watch the change, for you are with me. Something happened in the valley of the shadow of death where David stops talking about God and starts talking directly to God. This is your first principle. I got to start talking to him. It's not he, he, he. It is you. Watch this. Watch all these words. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. This is, this is what happens in those dark days. The ultimate becomes the intimate. Mm-hmm. He gets close. Okay. Those okay. days. Yeah. And there was days like that where we were like, man, his presence is real. You could tangibly feel it. Yeah. And I love that he um, loves us as his children, and he allows us that time to be like, ah. And then, but we always come back to him, and he's so close. Um, it's hard to even explain how you just feel his peace rest upon you when you're focused upon him. Yep. Here's here's a few things that I want you to get. He says, uh, let's go back to verse 4. Though 
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There is a lot of imagery here. When you're going through your dark days, look at the word walk. He's not frozen in fear in the valley of the shadow of death. You know, he's not paralyzed. He's not saying, I can't get up in the mornings. Uh, I'm not doing anything with my life. Uh, he's not running scared. He he is not panicking. What it means to walk is that I'm moving with confidence and I'm moving forward. And so, and then he uses the word through. Don't you love that? Mm-hmm. Though I walk through the valley. So, like, what you're going through is not going to dominate the rest of your life. Right. There is an ending point. Yeah. This is not your forever. It's a season. Right. Yeah. And that's comforting because we can do things in a season when we know there's an ending. Yes. Yeah. And I knew when that season came to an end for you, you wanted to go into teaching because you just didn't want your identity to be Brooke went through cancer, cancer survivor, and that's all to your identity. You went back into I did, being a school teacher. into the classroom, yeah. Because it was, it was a sort of a way of saying that season's over. It's right. a brand new season. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing. Like, as, as hard as some things might be going in your life, I want you to, you can write this down and whisper this to yourself. This is a season. Mm-hmm. You're either at the beginning of the season, you're in the middle of the season, or at the end of the season, but there's going to be some different days for you ahead. That's right. Seasons come and seasons go. He says, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley to the other side. <laughs> I'm not stopping here. My emotions aren't set here. And it is okay to have vision about the rest of your life that we're going to turn the page on this. You might be in a fight right now, though I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let me tell you what is happening for you right now, what you're going through. Jesus is praying for you. He is our high priest. That's good. He makes intercession for you every single day of your life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, it says that that Jesus, when he was on earth, he would pray with uh, fervency, with loud cries. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. This image of Jesus just Praying quietly with the lambs and <laughs> the butterflies are landing on his shoulder. And he's meek and mild. <laughs> we were talking about this. And I've <laughs> just had this Sunday school yeah. image of Jesus in my mind of like when he prays, it's almost like a whisper. I'm just, just praying for you today, Marcus and Brooke. The angelic host are behind him. No, Jesus oh. got up in the morning and went to solitary places where he could pray. Yes. It, he prayed so loud. That there was places he couldn't pray because he'd wake everybody up and make everybody <laughs> mad. So he went like feeding the chickmunks with sunflower seeds and sitting in the morning sun. Like he he disturbed humanity with his prayers. Wow. He just he roared. And I wonder what it would be like for you if you ever got a glimpse of Jesus at the right hand of the Father and he is standing up. Making intercession. And he is roaring yeah. on your behalf in the heavenlies. Yes. That's what he's doing during this season of your life. Isn't that a comfort? Yeah. You are in the dark days. You are going to make make it through to the other side of these dark days. You've got a Jesus who loves you. Amen. You want to pray so over good. some people? Absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah. 
Father, I just thank you for that person listening today, and I'm so grateful that whatever season they're in right now, whatever um, maybe diagnosis they've received, or perhaps there's a family member that's walking through an illness, Lord, I'm so grateful that no matter what we walk through, you are so close. You're close as the mention of your name. And Father, I pray even now under the sound of my voice that they would experience your presence and feel your peace just rest upon them. I thank you for your spirit, that he comes to counsel us, but he comes also to comfort. And I just pray that you would surround um, our friends with your presence and your love. I thank you for wisdom, and I thank you for direction, and I thank you that in seasons of um, trial and difficulty, that you lead and guide us, that we don't have to have all the answers on our own, but you are actively aware of what we're walking through, and you love us, and you care for us so well. God, thank you. Thank you that you see your people. Thank you that you're faithful and unchanging. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. If there's any way that we can be praying for you specifically or helping you in any way, you can leave a comment or send us a message. We would love to put you on our prayer list and have our team around here praying over you. Go make it a great day. God bless. God bless. We are so thankful you tuned in for today's episode. That's right. I felt like I nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you really really learned something um, that's going to help you. And we just want to say thank you for being here with us. And we can't wait to share another chapter with you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe to follow what's going on on this journey and share it with people that you know that need it. And also know that... This is just a supplement. This is not your relationship with Christ. Get involved in your local church. Find some people that can surround you because you need to be in a local church in the season you're in right now. That's right. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.